News Talks Off the Ball. Thanks to AppliancesDelivered.ie. Lowest prices guaranteed. I'm just here so I won't get fined. Gets it to LeBron for three for the win. Yes! LeBron James at the buzzer! It's got to be one of the dumbest calls offensively in Super Bowl history. Are you kidding me? Hard hit into right. Back at the wall. Tie game! Big puppy. The grand slam. Now, there is a piece in the New York Times magazine written by Sam Anderson, which is fantastic and must read. And we'll tweet out a link and you'll find it yourselves, I'm sure, about Russell Westbrook, who is currently averaging a triple-double through 54 games, which is essentially absurd in the modern era. Uh, Sam, you're very welcome to the show. Your piece is the toast of the town, which must be nice as much as anything. (laughs) Well, thank you very much for having me. And yeah, people have been excited. I think people are very excited about Russell Westbrook. So any excuse to think about him at length and talk about him, uh, people get pretty pumped. Russell Westbrook is 28 years old now. He plays for Oklahoma City Thunder. He is averaging, averaging is an important point, averaging a triple-double through 54 games. And people are wondering, can he continue this right through to the end of the season, which hasn't been done, hasn't been done in about a gazillion years. Uh, first of all, explain to us what exactly what triple-doubles are, non-basketball aficionados. And I guess, you know, illustrate that this is not a, an easy thing to average. You don't just stumble into a triple-double. No, you don't. The triple-double is this kind of magical threshold of a statistic. All it means is that a player has got double digits in three of the major statistical categories in one game. And usually that's at least 10 points, at least 10 rebounds, and at least 10 assists. What's difficult about that is that those are three very different specialties, rebounding, assisting, and scoring. There's plenty of guys who can get double digits consistently in two of those categories, say a, a big, strong power forward, a, you know, a Zach Randolph, a Rashid Wallace from the old days could easily score you 10 points and get you 10 rebounds consistently. Mm. To have someone who can do that and also add 10 assists, um, plenty of point guards can get 10 points and 10 assists, consistently nobody can average 10 rebounds 10 assists in addition to 10 points it just takes a combination of skills that are unheard of a triple double one a one triple double is an amazing feat Mm. um 18 triple doubles in a season and in the nba they play 82 games it's a long season um 18 triple doubles out of those 82 games was Magic Johnson's best mark ever, and he's kind of the modern king of the stat. So to somehow find your way to averaging one for an entire season is just, as you said, it's basically unprecedented. It was done by Oscar Robertson back Mm. in the early 60s when the game was very different. Uh, But no one has come even close since. We can only scratch the surface of your piece in the New York Times magazine. So I'll just throw some things at you. His personality, his character is fascinating. You spoke to some of his teammates, you know, Anthony Morrow said, he's a different dude. Stephen Adams said, he's weird, yeah. And then Adams paused and said, he's bizarre, not normal. Uh, his character, talk, <laughs> talk, talk, talk to me about him, because you have met him and you've had the joy, or should I say, the uh, challenge of interviewing Russell Westbrook. 
Yeah, he's a very tough nut to crack. Um, I've often joked with the the Thunder's head of PR that Westbrook is not only the most interesting athlete that I'm aware of, but one of the most interesting humans that I've ever been aware of. Um, He is just the drive that he has on the court. You know, it's hard to talk about this. This is how I started almost every interview talking about Russell Westbrook is like, um, there's some fundamental force of will in athletics across every single sport. And it, it could be boiled down to like this problem of like, okay, there's a ball and it's over there and it's in the middle of say 50 of us. Why is it that one of us is going to come out with that ball? Mm. And why is it that Russell Westbrook more than anyone else is going to come away with that ball when everybody wants it? So I'd ask everybody this question and mm. it would always come back to those kinds of answers. Like he is just a bizarre guy he's we've never seen anyone like him um he is the i mean he's athletically incredibly gifted which gives him an an advantage but what really pushes him up into uh unique territory is this personality that you mentioned which is he has an incredible ability to focus i heard this constantly um he's a man of very regular habits he likes to do things his own way. He has his routines. He gets to the gym at the same time every morning, and it's a couple hours before any of the other players get there. He has his same warm-up routine that he does every morning on the same court, the same basket. Um, he has all these rituals he'll do before a game. He has to eat a peanut butter and jelly, the sandwich that's been prepared in just a certain way. Uh, he has the same parking spot. He does not like any of these things to be interrupted. And when he locks in and focuses on a drill, everybody would describe this this feeling of just kind of awe watching him lock in and focus. Um, and I think it's something about that focus, something about the way that his consciousness is right there at the edge of um, his experience of every single moment mm. that, that allows him to sort of move to the ball quicker than anybody else. So he has this advantage of not only incredible athleticism, but this ability to focus and lock in and be present uh, in a way that's very unusual. You write, he is moody, stubborn, loyal, fiercely private, a control freak, a perfectionist. He's superstitious. Outside a very small circle of family and friends, he refuses to be known. And even you detailing on Irish radio some of those intricacies about his daily life he would hate that because you described meeting him in 2012 first interview and the PR person is there saying little known fact uh, about Russell to you he shoots with his right hand it says he's right handed in the media guide but he writes with his left and you say Westbrook's head snapped up he looks straight at me where I was leaning against the door frame don't put that in your article he said yeah <laughs> yeah and he threw in some colourful language to go with it <laughs> um, he he is, you know, it's interesting. These NBA stars, uh, any of these giant sports stars, um, they often come from tough circumstances, and then they're thrown into this world of incredible money and attention. Um, they've got people around them all the time, and they handle that in different ways. And Westbrook's way has been to really just keep this very small circle of his family, his dad his mom, his little brother, and his wife around him and not let many other people in at all. And he seems genuinely not interested in uh, opening up to anyone in the media and having a heart-to-heart to to an almost comic degree. Like, I came to actually enjoy our little interactions because after a while it just became funny 
um, how little he was willing to give me. And um, he's actually quite charming sometimes in withholding things. And you can, you can tell he's conscious that he's doing it, but he's never going to change and open up. Um, he had a growth spurt. He went from five foot eight to six foot three on the uh, two hundred pound all round colossus, which he's become, which uh, effectively has uh, made him what he is. Can I also ask you about uh, the key playing relationship in his life, which has obviously just ended? Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook at Oklahoma were an unbelievable duo, and there was a lot of fascination about the nature of their relationship. They worked brilliantly together. People weren't sure did these guys secretly hate each other. You you likened the creative tension to McCartney and Lennon. Talk to us about uh, Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant and their relationship, which obviously ended when Durant left uh, just this year. Yeah, I mean, really fascinating. So in Kevin Durant, you've got this kind of golden child who is a real prodigy. Uh, every tool you could want for a basketball player, as tall as a center, but he has the skills of every other position on the floor, unlimited shooting range, one of the most beautiful shooting strokes you'll ever see, just a complete natural. Yeah. And with Westbrook, you have this guy who comes in, you know, it kind of barely gets recruited by a major college program because, as you said, he had that growth spurt very late in high school. Um, and everything he gets, he gets through this application of maniacal willpower and just the fact that he is so fiercely going after every ball and he's working so hard and he's so relentlessly intense and focused. And that's, they were, so they're very different personalities. Durant is kind of a laid back guy. He loves to, he loves to just get along with people to make people happy. Um, He's competitive too, but in a very different way from Westbrook. So you, I think, you know, I can understand how these personalities clashed. West, Westbrook kind of took over the team because that's his personality. He's in everybody's face all the time. He's leading everybody. And, um, I mean, I don't know either of them that well. I've, I've watched them for their entire careers, and yeah. I've spoken with both of them. Um, you know, I just think Durant probably, it was like, I don't know, it was like – wearing something that's chafing you. It's like having a, a little nail in your boot or something, you know? And after a while, you're just kind of like, well, I'm probably going to take a hit for this, but I think I want to try those other shoes over there. I think he just wanted to get away because it wasn't really... He's an easygoing guy and Westbrook is not. Right. Uh, Westbrook, born in California and has ended up in Oklahoma, you talked to some of the people around the city and the owners about what Westbrook means to the city of Oklahoma? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's. Uh, it's funny if you look back to 2012 when the Thunder made the NBA Finals, and everybody was predicting they're going to make the finals every year from now on. They had James Harden at the time, who was a rising star, and is now, of course, this great superstar. Um, back then, if you had asked, you know, people were aware of this little friction between Westbrook and Durant, the kind of clash of playing styles and personalities. And I think everybody would have told you Durant will be here forever, Westbrook. We'll probably leave at some point. He likes to wear crazy fashion. He's from the big city. He, he he likes the bright lights. So he'll probably get out of here, and Durant will be the backbone of this franchise forever. And what happened was Harden and Durant ended up leaving, and Westbrook is now the guy who's just kind of irrationally, irrationally unreasonably devoted to Oklahoma City, and Oklahoma City is, is the same for him. And he now has become this incandescent superstar. I mean, he's really the talk of the NBA this season. So for Oklahoma City, this little provincial town in the middle of America, 
to have that. It's an incredible source of pride for them, and they identify so strongly with him and his commitment to them because everyone, even when Durant left this summer, everyone was predicting that at that point Westbrook would, would leave as well because mm-hmm. there just wasn't much to stay for. And instead, he doubled down and really committed to the city. Yeah, and got $58 million, so that helps too. You know, it's, it's important. But uh, The money is not bad, <laughs> yeah. Uh, one last point, so, to, to knit this whole thing together. And, and again, people should read the piece uh, by Sam in the New York Times magazine. It's really great. Like, you describe uh, in very vivid and, and great terms how Westbrook's pull-up is one of uh, modern basketball's most recognisable weapons that he will, you know, sprint towards the basket and defenders are blown away by his physicality, so they have to backtrack and then he'll suddenly stop and shoot. And there's not much anyone can do about it because they have to go with him when they think he's charging at the basket. And it's beautifully described. But the the, the final point, the wrap-up point is... Can he keep this going? He's averaging 31.2 points, 10.2 assists and 10.5 rebounds a game. So he looks fairly safe when it comes to the points tally. He needs to keep assists and rebounds going. How how difficult will this be for him to average double triples for the rest of the season? Uh, he'll do it. I okay. think he'll do it. I mean, I went from I went from openly laughing as I had mentioned in the piece at people when they told me he might do it this season before the season, just scoffing at them and saying, you know nothing about basketball. It cannot be done. To sort of just uh, open-jawed amazement through the first month of the season. And at this point in the season, we're over halfway through. um, And it is just the reality of the situation that he's probably going to do it. I think the way his averages are now, he can can average a little less than a triple-double and still make it there. Okay, And yeah, I think it's just, I mean, if someone could have figured out a way to stop him from getting these numbers, they would have. Mm. It's too deep in the season. No one can figure it out. Yeah, 56 games in. Listen, um, again, a brilliant piece. Sam Anderson in the New York Times uh, magazine. We'll tweet out a link to it, Sam. Thanks so much. All right, thanks a lot. Cheers. Sam Anderson there. Uh, pleasure to have him on. And it's worth checking out the piece, even if you're not a basketball fan, because what's going on with Russell Westbrook at the moment is outrageous. News talks off the ball. Thanks to appliancesdelivered.ie. Lowest prices guaranteed.